The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Los Angeles Lakers win the first NBA Cup. They are champions of the inaugural in-season tournament. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network. And today is Monday, December 11th, from our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists. We're joined now by NBA.com senior writer John Schumann, who has got a new set of power rankings out. We also head into this week having uh, seen the inaugural in-season tournament champion crown, the Los Angeles Lakers. On Saturday evening, we will get to that L.A. Indiana matchup in just a second, but shoe your power rankings. A little bit of movement up towards the top. Minnesota Timberwolves jump up from the number two spot to the number one spot. Drops the Boston Celtics down to number two, and then things remain the same to round out the top five with the Denver Nuggets at three, Oklahoma City Thunder at four, in Philadelphia 76ers remaining in that five spot. But uh, yeah, shoe before before we get to the Lakers Pacers, uh, what what prompted you to to pop those those Timberwolves those Timberwolves that just keep rolling up to number one yeah I think that was a little bit more about the Celtics than the Timberwolves the Celtics losing in Indiana you know committing a ton of turnovers in Indiana in the in-season tournament quarterfinals and losing there Minnesota um you know they've won six straight the last four wins have come against uh Utah Charlotte San Antonio and Memphis so it's not like um They've been beating a lot of good teams. Um, they actually trailed in the fourth quarter of two of those four games. But they still have the best record uh, in games played between the 19 teams that are currently over 500. they They're 8-2 in those games. 
Um, and their defense just is the best in the league by uh, a healthy margin. Um, so they've, they've been really good. They've won. They've beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And they've also been very good in games against uh, good teams. Um, so, yeah, that's why they're number one. Um, Celtics, a little slippage. Um, but still the best team statistically having outscored uh, their opponents by 8.5 points per 100 possession. Fun to watch they have been, and so has the Western Conference, and so was the in-season tournament championship on Saturday night. Uh, as I mentioned, Los Angeles Lakers with a 123-109 win against the Indiana Pacers. It was a fun one. It was a fun game to watch. You knew it was going to be fast-paced with the way that Indiana plays, um, but you start to look at some of these numbers, and the uh, the Lakers were right there uh, with that type of style. They had 21 fast-break points. They had 21 points off turnovers. They just pounded the Pacers on the glass, plus 23 in the rebound category, and Anthony Davis was absolutely exceptional. You look at what he was able to do, 41 points, 20 rebounds, 5 assists. LeBron James, who was the MVP of the in-season tournament uh, with 24 points and 11 rebounds. Austin Reeves off the bench with 28, and they did a good job keeping Tyrese Halliburton in check, uh, who was sensational th- throughout this tournament. And I say you keep him in check, 20 points, 11 assists, uh, but he had been such a critical part of what the Pacers were able to do. Benedict Mathurin off the bench with 20 points, but the, there's a couple things I want to ask you about. In one, the the big numbers that jump out, the three-point shooting. Indiana uh, shooting just over 24% from the three-point line, 10 of 41, but not to be outdone or underdone uh, by the Los Angeles Lakers coming away with a win in this game because they were so dominant in the paint, but just over 15%. Those numbers, though, raw, two of 13 from the three-point line. Shoot, do those numbers, you are you you know all the stats, you followed all the things. Uh, does, does the three-point line in that matchup surprise you at all or, or stand out in any historical way? Yeah, so I'll say on the Pacers end, I thought the Lakers, yeah, I think they obviously missed some good looks. Buddy Heald especially had some some really good looks throughout that game. But I thought the Lakers defense was excellent, you know, and, and we could talk about that a little bit more than that in, in a little bit. But yeah, the Lakers, I mean, they won a game where they committed 11 more turnovers than their opponents. And they shot two for 13 from three-point range. The last time a team won a game, regular season or playoffs, with fewer than three three-pointers was February 3rd, 2020. So we're talking almost three years ago was the last time a team won a game in which it made fewer than three three-pointers. Um, it's pretty amazing. Um, like I said, their defense was excellent. And the points in the paint was just... Amazing. 80, 86 to 44 was the differential in the paint. Um, the 86 would be the most points in the paint in any game for any team in any game this season. Um, obviously, they almost doubled up the Pacers um, in that regard. That's how you win a game when you when you <laughs> when you commit uh, 11 more turnovers than your opponent and shoot two for 13 from three point range. You just dominate inside. And I think spinning it forward, I think that is sort of the formula for the Lakers. I mean, uh, you know, you know, it's great that they won the first NBA cup. It was a fun event. Um, but now we move forward and, you know, as we move forward, the, the, the most important thing is that both those teams went six and oh, 
in games that count towards the regular season standings. And the Lakers found a formula for for success. You know, they they are they can be a they've proven that they can be a great defensive team. They can lock in on that end of the floor. They're huge, which helps defensively, and they're huge, which helps just in the paint overall. Um, and you know, that's how they you know can win games consistently against good teams and bad teams. Um, you know, I think it's just a matter of if they can stay healthy and engaged, um, you know, and, and play as motivated, you know, continue to play as motivated as they were um, in these in-season tournament games. Um, and then I think they, they, they do need to make a few three-pointers every once in a while to, to sort of balance it out a little bit too. Yeah, with you, with you saying that um, you look at both of these teams and Indiana had six players in double figures, but I mentioned Tyrese Halliburton, uh, who who has been extraordinary throughout the course of this season entirely. I think he opened up a lot of eyes for those who um, were, were watching that had not watched a ton of Pacers this season, and I'm sure hopefully will be locked into it. Uh, but as I mentioned, 20 points, 11 assists. What did they do to help contain him? You look moving forward, what the Lakers can do and how a lot of their success will be built potentially and what they do defensively. Um, how were they able to better contain him with the style and the way that he wanted to play or make some of those three-point shots um, you know, seem a little bit tougher for this team? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just attention to detail on that end of the floor and no let up, really. I don't think they 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 really let up defensively. They did a great job, you know, taking the ball out of his hands at times, but also just never making allowing him to get really comfortable um, offensively, you know, never allowing him to sort of, um, you know, gain, you know, big advantages on the offensive end of the floor, you know, if, uh, and, and, and really create a lots of open looks, whether it's for, for Halliburton himself or for his teammates. Um, and I think on the Indiana side of it, you know, it, I think they just don't have an ability to win ugly, you know, when they have an offensive game like that, can they get stops? And, and I think the answer is no. And, you know, we I go back to those 86 points in the paint, I mean, that is where their defense is 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 terrible. Toppin on James. Here comes the screen. James continues down the lane and an easy layup for LeBron James. If you look at the percentage of their opponent's shots that have come in the paint, it's 60%, which is a huge number. It's the second highest percentage in that regard is 54%. So they their opponents have taken 60% of their shots in the paint, which is the highest opponent rate in the league by a huge margin. Um, they can't defend the paint very well, despite the fact that they have, you know, one of the better shot blockers in the league. Um, and I, I obviously starts with like point of attack defense. And you'll see, like if you watch the, the Pacers um, from week to week, you will see teams pick on Tyrese Halliburton. Like they will target him in pick and roll and say, Hey, you got to defend us. And that, and number one, he's not a very good on the ball defender. And number two, that will wear him out a little bit too. So I think that's going to be the issue for the Pacers going forward. Like I said, they went six and zero oh and in, in, in season tournament games that count towards the regular standings. That's terrific. They're still over 500. They're still one of the better teams in the Eastern conference, but you know, they can't, they're not going to be able to win playoff games or, or, big games in, in March and April if they can't defend. 
Yeah. And, and to your point about, you know, both ends of the floor with that, Anthony Davis, we talked about his numbers. Uh, I failed to mention he also had four blocks. His pick and roll defense was tremendous. His ability uh, to cover up a lot of those gaps for a Lakers team that it, quite they're big. They're big. They're long. Halliburton to McConnell. McConnell, the layup blocked by Davis. Reddish down the other end, throws it down. Dominant defense from Davis does it again. Um, they could take up a lot of space and shrink the floor, which they did on that end. And on the flip side of things, which moving forward for the Lakers, I think this has always been the question and the X factor of can you get maybe maybe not a 41 and 20 night, but can you get an Anthony Davis that engaged and that demanding in particular on the offensive end, the pick and roll game that they can work between him and LeBron, D'Angelo Russell and him, Austin Reeves, of course, coming in, but but just him commanding the paint in the way that he did and obviously lopsided as you had mentioned with the way the Pacers uh, struggle it in protecting the paint in that area in the rim. Reeves finds James. They double him. Pass inside. Davis with the finish. A spectacular performance from Anthony Davis. When that is there for the taking to be able to be that commanding. Uh, I want to move forward with another team in the Eastern Conference uh, Cleveland Cavaliers who I think, you know, we're looking what the what the Pacers are doing this season. I think there was expectation in some regards that the Cavs might be the team. They're kind of all both hanging there. Indiana right now in the fifth spot. Cleveland currently in that sixth spot. They're 12th in your power rankings with 13-9 and nine record. But I think they were the team in some regards we expected to make a really big jump and maybe be knocking at the top of, you know, the top four of the Eastern Conference. They did have a nice week last week with some good wins over Miami and Orlando. Uh, but you look at where the Cavs are at right now at this point, Shu, what, what do you look at with this group in ways in which they could potentially continue to, to grow into the team maybe we had expected coming into this season? Yeah, this is a team, I mean, we kind of forget about it because their playoff performance was so disappointing. But this is a team that had the second best point differential in the league last year. Um, You know, they were top 10 on both ends of the floor, number one defense. And so, and with young players, right? You know, Evan Mobley is only going to get better. Darius Garland is only going to get better. Um, And then they added, you know, pieces that we thought were would really um, help them in the areas in areas of need and Max Struess and George Niang. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, their start has been a little disappointing on both ends of the floor. You know, even uh, with two good wins last week, they're still 24th on offense, just eighth on defense. Um, top 10 is good, but it's not number one like they were last season. But like I said, two wins last week, they beat the Magic, um, and then they beat the Heat. The Heat didn't have Bam out of Io, but the Cavs didn't have Evan Mobley that same night. So those are, and and whether or not Bam out of Io is there, that's an important win given the given the standings and where those teams are. So I I, I just think it's a the Cavs are a team that are bear watching for the for the next uh, couple of weeks. And this week's schedule is is critical. They'll be in Orlando, and then they'll go to Boston for 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 two games. Uh, against the Celtics. So where the Celtics are undefeated at home, now the only undefeated team at home with uh, Denver losing uh, on Friday. So I think it's just a team to watch. Mobley is is still going to be out uh, in Orlando on Monday. He had, he was, I watched that game against the Magic uh, last week and he was fantastic defensively. There was 
three times where Franz Wagner tried to go at Evan Mobley one-on-one and just got completely (laughs) shut down all three times. Like, couldn't get a good shot off at all. Um, And it was just like, what do you, uh, you know, it it just seemed ambitious at first. And I was like, well, why is he doing this? He got shut down. He tried a couple more times. And, you know, in that game, Bencaro actually had 42 points. But Bencaro and Wagner combined to shoot three for 13 when Evan Mobley was the closest defender. So... He is, his offense is still like, we're still waiting for the offense to come along with him, but man, he can really make an impact defensively. Um, And the Cavs can still be a good defensive team, even when he's not on the floor because they have Jared Allen as well. Yeah. And you look at a player like that, I think we often do it, but he's just 22 years old and he's only in his third year. So I think sometimes, you know, when, when someone comes into the league and, and opens up a lot of eyes, uh, you do. The, there are things that take a little bit of time. We are going to take some time, take a break, uh, but coming back, the other Los Angeles team, the Clippers, they have found a little bit of a groove here. We will get into that right after this. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and guess what so are we just in case you forgot i'm tori deal i'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion and i'm anisa ferrer and i've been gracing your screens for the last two decades i am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star and speaking of all-stars all-stars four is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by John Schumann. Power rankings, fresh new set are out. Uh, and the Los Angeles Clippers, Shu, I want to ask you about. They're currently sitting in your 15th spot, 11-10 and 10 record. Um, but I think all the attention was on them earlier when the James Harden trade happened. Um, when he was playing, they had that 0-5 start. But since then, they've won eight of their last 11. Uh, a nice win over Denver last week. What has been working for the Clippers as of late and, and gives you optimism that they can continue to inch up in these Western Conference standings? First of all, let's cross our fingers when we're talking about the two L.A. teams. You know, LeBron and Anthony Davis have each missed one game. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have played in every single game so far. Um, the Clips even had a Clips even had a four and five uh, or five games and seven nights stretch a couple weeks ago, and they both guys played in all all five games. And Kawhi Leonard started to start to shoot a lot better, or you know, maybe find a rhythm towards the end of that stretch too. But really, the 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 success in this eight and three stretch has been more about defense. Um, you know, they ranked third defensively um, over that stretch, having allowed just 108 points per 100 possessions over the 11 games. Um, You know, they haven't played a lot of great offenses in that stretch, but they haven't played a lot of bad offenses in that stretch either. So I think it's a a legit number. And I think, you know, they rank 17th offensively over that stretch, but I think the offense should keep coming along. Um, I think the 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 questions now with the Clips is more about their depth. I think they found a starting lineup that works with Terrence Mann in there, um, but you know their bench minutes haven't been great. Um, they had a, the bench had a really good game actually against Denver last week. They got a big win over the Nuggets, um, but you know it's a shallow bench. You know they they gave up on Bones Highland fairly early in the season and um, PJ Tucker was taken out of the rotation a couple weeks ago. They're now uh, playing Kobe Brown, who honestly I hadn't heard. I didn't I don't know if I knew who I could have identified Kobe Brown more than two weeks ago. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's still some questions with their depth, but I think they, they're starting to find things and, and you know, this team, when it's been had success over the last few years, has been a really good defensive team. I think maybe we would, with now having Harden and Russell Westbrook, we would question their sort of uh, capability on that end of the floor. But it's working so far. I think, uh, you know, when you have Paul George, um, Terrence Mann, Kawhi Leonard in a lineup with Ivica Zubats, who's just, you know, a big, strong rebounder and, and rim protector. You could be pretty good on that that end of the floor. Yeah, and I think when it comes to the Clippers, they're playing for the postseason, as they always seem to be. And um, you said it out of the gates with them. So much comes down to health and availability. That is the truth for every team, but I think for them even more than ever. And just given the the situations, contract situations, where things sit, uh, what this year means to the organization as a whole, I, I think there's going to be a, a lot of just overall pressure on getting to that point of the season. So I think it's it's more the the long run um, for them than it is often for every team. And in Ty Lue, one of the best at kind of figuring things like that out so certainly going to be interesting to watch you as always we appreciate your time uh look forward to continuing to read and watch all your stuff and in particular this week's power rankings um so yeah get some sleep get some rest 
Thanks, Sarah. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.